Welcome to Feminine Fitness, a podcast for women that want to make simple shifts in their fitness and nutrition that make a big difference. I'm your host, Joelle, and I've been a health and fitness coach for over a decade. I teach women how to look and feel vibrant every day with workouts, food, and mindset changes that support feminine hormone cycles. Each episode, I will give simple tips that are easy to implement that align your goals with cycle syncing. If you feel like achieving your health and fitness goals is always a fight against your body, I want to help you stop the struggle and work with your body. I'm so glad you're here and welcome to today's episode. Hello, my friend. Welcome to today's podcast episode. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about intermittent fasting. And I think I am coming at this from a unique perspective in the sense of I have been an intermittent faster, specifically pre-kids. I was a, a very avid intermittent faster. Today, I'm going to talk about how there's really contradicting science behind intermittent fasting And if it is right for you, like if you should try out intermittent fasting and I'm really just going to talk about all the things today because I truly have read both sides of the coin. I have read so many books about intermittent fasting done and majority of intermittent fasting, I will say, are done on males. The studies are done on males and the authors are male as well. And then I've done the um, research on hormonal imbalances and what the ladies like that think about intermittent fasting. And I'm coming here to you today to kind of talk about both of those sides and help you determine if it is something that you want to try out for yourself and if it will benefit you and your body. And I'm going to start off by saying if you're already in a... um, intermittent fasting routine and you're feeling good, you're seeing the positive benefits from it, you're not feeling deprived, you feel like it's something you can sustain within your lifestyle, then go for it and keep doing your thing. But if you're feeling like it's rigid, it's a lot of rules, it's depleting and draining, and it just is really hard for you to accommodate to a prolonged fast with a shorter duration eating window, that's okay. We can kind of talk about these these different approaches and styles and what's best for you. And I will just say that, you know, when we sleep, we are getting an intermittent fast. So if you are sleeping and you are having a period of time where you are not consuming foods, you are fasting. Your body is fasting. And I do think fasting and not eating right before you fall asleep and waiting until your body wakes up a little bit and you feel that genuine hunger on the rise and have your first meal then so your digestion gets a break whether you want to call it intermittent fasting or not I believe that is beneficial for our body because when we are constantly processing food through our system that can be very taxing on our digestive system. If our digestive system is always at work to process food, it's taking away energy from what what other functions need to be going on in our body, okay? With intermittent fasting, if you want to stop eating 
at 7 p.m. Let's say your last thing you eat is at 7 p.m. and you don't eat again until 8 a.m. the next day. That's a 13-hour fast. And as women, there have been studies that have shown that 12 to 14 hour fasts give us the same benefits of what males who are doing 16 to 18 hour fasts, okay? So you can definitely call yourself an intermittent faster if you are giving yourself a window of time when you are not eating. And yeah, for some women, they're going to thrive on that 12 hours or 14 or even sometimes 16. I typically don't suggest and myself, I don't go over a 16 hour fast. But what I have noticed about myself in cycle syncing is that during late luteal phase, I do tend to get more hungry at the beginning end of the day. And when I feel that genuine hunger, I eat. And when I'm in follicular and ovulation phase, I can go a long time. And I I typically do a 16-hour fast during follicular ovulation and probably even into late luteal just because of the way my lifestyle is rolling now. So I will say if you want to try out intermittent fasting, a great place to start is in your follicular phase. Try out you know, if you're typically going 12 hours now, try getting on a solid 13, see if you see and feel any changes, see if your body adapts and gives you positive signs and signals of how this is working for you. And if it gives you negative signs and signals of paying, of it not going well for you, pay attention to those things. You don't, you don't have to struggle through it because here's the thing. Pre-kids, I was totally all about intermittent fasting. We intermittent fast. It fit very in with our lifestyle, and I'll kind of explain why I believe that is. Um, there, there. It was just I was an like an advocate for it. If you search my name in intermittent fasting, I have tons of YouTube videos that I recorded years and years and years ago talking about intermittent fasting and the benefits of it. Okay, I will say I did not have the knowledge of hormonal imbalances and syncing with your cycle as I do now, but I've been, I've been a fan of it. I've been a fan of it because it has felt right for me. I will say I do have friends, family members, and other clients where it literally does not feel right for them to fast for longer than 12 hours. And they're more, they, they thrive off of smaller meals throughout the day keeping them full and sustained. For me, if I eat smaller meals throughout the day, I feel like I'm a grazing cow. Like I feel like I'm just constantly eating. I feel like I'm out of tune with my natural hunger. And so for me, I'd rather eat one fulfilling meal and have it sustain me for like four-ish hours instead of eating every two to three. I discovered this by trying both methods and seeing what fit better with my lifestyle. And obviously, if I had big lifestyle changes like having children, there were times where I was not intermittent fasting at all. Even when I tried, it did not feel supportive um, during that season of little, little kids. And I'll kind of talk about that here. So let me talk about that. Why do I feel like pre-kids? It was easier for me to intermittent fast. Number one, because I was sleeping. I was my own boss at the time. I was full time with my business. I was sleeping until six, six, seven in the morning. I was able to get up at my own pace, you know, have my coffee, my water, go do my workout. 
and then get my to-do list ready for the day, shower for the day, and move from thing to thing to thing to keep my mind busy because I was on my own schedule. And I feel like that was a big difference, whereas now I'm waking up in the morning to, if I'm lucky, get my workout in or some me time, and then it's like, get the kids breakfast. We're in the kitchen. I'm on their clock and their schedule, so my brain is kind of like, oh, I'm in the kitchen. I'm thinking about food. So I do think it brought some awareness to um, me having a breakfast because the kids were having a breakfast and a snack by the time I was eating my breakfast. So I also believe sleep plays a big role in this. If you are in a season of life where you're not getting full nights of uninterrupted sleep, you probably are not going to be feeling the greatest during intermittent fasting. And then also pre-kids, I was on birth control. So being completely honest, if you're on birth control, it may feel, I don't know if that was a factor of why intermittent fasting felt so supportive for me. But that was a factor of pre-kids before when I was intermittent fasting all of the time. As I hit a a different season of life where intermittent fasting did not feel supportive, yeah, there were times where I tried to get back into having like a 14 to 16 hour fast. It, It just would not feel right. And I could tell by just how I felt, how my body responded, how my relationship with food was. And that that season of life when was when my kids were little. And obviously when I was working with milk production and things like that, I do not suggest intermittent fasting when nursing or pregnant. Just be intuitive. Be intuitive. If there are times and seasons in your life where Intermittent fasting feels intuitive. Like for me, on days where my kids go to daycare, it feels very intuitive for me to be in the routine of what I do, and I end up intermittent fasting on those days. During late luteal, when my kids are home with me and I feel hungrier in the beginning of the day, and I'm home with my kids, so my mind isn't as busy as when I'm you know, tackling my work to-do list, I think about food more often. So I eat earlier in the day and I feel like in my years, remember I have had 10 years of coaching women in the health and fitness industry, the women who see the most success with intermittent fasting is when it feels supportive of your lifestyle, if it feels right for you. And then also the people who are not like super rigid about it. I remember getting so many questions about, oh, you say you stop eating at 6 p.m. So my ideal window is breaking my fast at 10 a.m. and stopping eating at 6. To me, that feels the most supportive for me. I don't like eating past 6 because I find it disrupts my sleep, but some people like to do an intermittent fast till noon and then eat their last meal at or snack or whatever at 8 o'clock at night. For me, if I eat too close to bedtime, I don't get very good sleep. So I like finishing my last meal but but then I'd get these questions all the time but what if a family event is happening at this time or what if you and your husband go out on date night and you don't eat or finish your eating until 7 30 or 8 o'clock the people who have the most success with intermittent fast just accommodate to it's not about being perfect you don't have to intermittent fast the same way every single day every single day of the week month year whatever it can be accommodated. So in those situations where 
oh my gosh, I eat something at 8 p.m. with my husband because we're stuck at home with the kids and we're not going on date night, but I make like a little cheese plate or we have chips and dip or whatever. I won't beat myself up about it if I ate at 8 o'clock. I'll just start again the next day when 10 a.m. rolls around. I break my fast with a breakfast and move on from there and just like course correct from there. So that's what I feel like sharing with you guys in the context of intermittent fasting is know and pay attention to if it's right for you. If you try it for a period of time, you know, try it out in your follicular phase and know that if it doesn't feel right for you during late luteal phase, that is a-okay. If it feels good during follicular phase, that is a-okay. The benefits of intermittent fasting don't have to be every single day and be so rigid you know that's the thing with intermittent the word intermittent itself is kind of like it's a little bit inconsistent you make your own rules because some people their intermittent fast is eating every other day for some people it's a 14 to 16 to 18 hour fast sometimes it's a intermittent 24 hour fast like some people call themselves intermittent fasters and they'll do a 24 hour fast once a week or once a month they really you really get to play with it by your rules so if you're if you're feeling like okay I'm feeling great and supported by intermittent fasting even though there's some other experts saying like do not women should never intermittent fast if you're feeling the positive benefits from it and it feels right for your body, you're probably a-okay and you're not doing harm to your hormones. If you start noticing hormone fluctuations and imbalances, that like pay attention to those red, red flags. Pay attention to those red flags. I, I feel so good when I'm intermittent fasting and I eat at 10 a.m. and I stop eating at 6 p.m. I make sure I'm getting my adequate calories during the day It feels right for me, but I'm not saying that everybody needs to do that. I'm not saying 16 hours needs to be your thing. I will stand by and say what I said earlier is that I do think everybody needs to give their digestion a little break and we don't need to be grazing like cows all day long on all the food that's readily available for us. Like to me, I read the science and and the research and there are contradictions to both when it comes to intermittent fasting and women. And then I go into my common sense corner of like, since the notion of humans need to eat every two to three hours to, you know, keep their metabolism going or sustain energy or to be healthy and fit or to build muscle or whatever... Ever since that became the mass media messaging, that's it. I mean, obesity rates and being overweight is still continuing to be on the rise. So to me, the messaging is just like, okay, the messaging and the outcome is not what's like, it's not making sense here. When I was doing the research on intermittent fasting when it came to hormones and how some, you know, doctors and experts are very, very adamant on like, you do not fast. You do not let your body go without food for more than two to three hours because your blood sugar is like going to be thrown off. And then I look at the other side of the coin where I'm like, well, 
Sometimes it's because we're grazing so much so often that our body is like, oh, I need an insulin spike. I need an insulin spike. Give me my insulin spike from food. So I see these two, these two sides of things and I agree with both of them. And it's how can I articulate and encourage myself and you guys listening to try it and if it doesn't feel supportive for you right now in this season that is a okay but it also doesn't mean you could never not come back to it you know like I said for example when I was pregnant and had little ones that were waking up in the middle of the night and on unpredictable schedules and when my my hormones were imbalanced that's another thing is If your hormones are imbalanced, it might not be the right time for you to try out intermittent fasting. You know, if you are experiencing extreme hormonal imbalances, you may try intermittent fasting for a little while and be like, oh no, oh no, 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 this is not feeling right for me. You may also feel the opposite. You know, you you intermittent fast and you're like, wow, I actually am feeling better. You've got to go to that conclusion on on your own with just getting to know your body, paying attention to the red flags, paying attention to how you feel. This is why in module one of my feminine fitness program, I'm like, you guys, you have to bring awareness to how you're feeling in the mid-afternoon and in the evening. Like that is one requirement that I do for myself and I encourage my clients to do because that like those times of the days are really going to be helpful with gathering what's what's supportive what's not what's feeling right what's feeling wrong and if we don't slow down to like fully become aware of like hmm this is how I'm feeling this is what I've been doing what if I did something different right so I don't know if this I know this podcast didn't leave you with a concrete answer other than try it out for yourself see how you feel know that it like to fast you you can be in that sweet spot of 12 to 14 hours But if you get in that consistent like 12 to 14 hours of giving your digestion a break and you're seeing the positive benefits of intermittent fasting, you don't have to extend into a 16-hour fast. But if you want to try it during follicular phase and see how it goes for you and how it feels, you may find you have more mental clarity and focus. I mean, I barely touched on and have not talked about intermittent fasting being a way to lose weight because that's not the only benefit to intermittent fasting and it shouldn't be your only guiding light to if it's supportive for you, right? I know I'm rambling on and on. Intermittent fasting is actually something I am very passionate about because of the history that I have with it pre-kids and then not fasting, not being consistently fasting or identifying as an intermittent faster while my kids were obviously when I was pregnant and when they were really little. And then now kind of being in the realm of it works for me. I feel good while doing it. I'll encourage others who feel good with this protocol to do it as long as there are no signs and symptoms of red flags going on. So I I just always want you to be on your own journey of discovering what's best for you. Don't try intermittent fasting if your only determination is, I want to lose weight. I want to see if it helps me lose weight faster. I mean, there's there's just so many other 
things that you can be doing to work with your body instead of against your body. You can find all of that in the Feminine Fitness Foundations, which is my entry-level course into learning how to sync your life, your fitness, your nutrition, your lifestyle with the cyclical way of living. So the way to get started on that is in my Instagram bio. If you go to my Instagram, click the link in my bio. The first one right in that like category of links is start here, Feminine Fitness Foundations. And that, my friend, is where you want to get started. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really appreciate it. If you have any questions, reach out to me on Instagram and I will talk to you in the next one.